Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Trophy Life, the official podcast of the Naismith Awards here in Atlanta. This is your host, Bob Rathbun, bidding you welcome. And what a treat we have for you this week, a conversation with one of the greatest Naismith champs of all time, the great Shane Battier. He holds the distinction as the only man in Naismith history to be awarded our Jersey Mike's Naismith High School Boys Player of the Year and our Jersey Mike's Naismith Collegiate Men's Player of the Year. We'll talk about all that with Shane in just a moment. But first, our Jersey Mike's News and Notes of the Week. We begin with former NBA point guard Rod Strickland. He's been named as the new head coach at Long Island University. So congratulations to Rod. We wish him well. And the 7th Gavitt tip-off game matchups have been announced. These games, eight of them, match the Big East against the Big Ten. And the headliner is Villanova against Michigan State. And for Kyle Neptune, who takes over as the head coach at Villanova, the Wildcats coming off a Final Four appearance as Kyle takes over for Jay Wright, he gets matched up against... One of the all-time greats in Tom Izzo. Villanova, Michigan State headlining the Gavit tip-off games come November. When we come back, my conversation with a great champion, a award winner, obviously, for Naismith, but also a man who won a collegiate national championship at Duke University, an NBA championship with the Miami Heat, one of the greatest defensive players to ever play the game, and a very cerebral guy. You'll enjoy this conversation as we talk about his career and the great game of basketball. When we come back, my comments and conversation with Shane Battier after this from Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's would like to dedicate the next three seconds to our new grilled portobello mushroom and Swiss sub. Trust us, it tastes good too, because fresh ingredients make a sub above. Well, it is a great thrill for us to catch up with one of the all-time great people in the history of basketball, Shane Battier, joining us on the Naismith Podcast this week. My friend, it is so good to hear your voice. Bob, it's been been a while, but I'm always glad to catch up with you. We uh, can't believe it's been over 20 years since we hung out. And uh, in Atlanta, when I won the award, so it's uh, it, you know I get the feels every time this, the ballot goes out, and I get to vote on it, and they hand out the award. Well, we appreciate all you've done for us because you are unique in our history, and we love catching up with our former award winners. But you won the Jersey Mike's Naismith High School Player of the Year, and then the College Player of the Year, which is uh, an amazing twosome. But you've had an amazing career. So, I mean, it just fits hand in glove that a guy like you would, would do that. Um, I think one thing that our fans would like to know, Shane, what are you up to these days? Oh, I am busy. You know, my, my most important job now is just being a, a basketball and a soccer dad to my 14-year-old son and 11-year-old daughter. And I've really enjoyed uh, uh, coaching them. I actually coached my sons for the first time ever. Uh, this year in middle school basketball, we won the championship. It was, it was just a tremendous year. Uh, but on the professional front, um, I'm serving on a few boards, both public and private. I'm doing a lot of uh, professional speaking. I'm um, serving as a, as a consultant and advisor to the Miami Heat and other, other companies. Uh, so I have, a, I have a mixed bag. My, my, my days are varied, but I'm busy, and, and uh, it's all trying to help people and, and make people and companies better. No doubt about that. Um, you're one of the most amazing guys I've ever met in our game. Um, so much ground to cover. Uh, 
certainly one of the most influential people in your life was Mike Krzyzewski. So I've got to start there um, with, you know, the, the changing of the guard and, and your good friend John Shire taking over. Just, um, Shane, if you would, just a reflection on, on Coach K and, and what the Duke experience meant for you. Well, Bob, let me tell you, when we all went back to go see Coach K's last game in Cameron, uh, we were all standing in the players' room, ready to walk him out. And you know, JJ Redick and I, former Naismith winner as well, we looked at each other and we just said, "Can you believe that we're part of this?" And just the room full of guys, the number of buckets, the number of victories, the number of championships in that single room—from Leitner to Hill, you know, to Hurley to JJ Redick to Sheldon Williams, Jason Williams—I mean, Coach K's legacy. Uh, it, it's, it's really unparalleled. And I don't think we'll ever see a run quite like his ever again in sports, to be, to be frank. And just we all feel so grateful uh, to, to, to have experienced him for, uh, for the years that we did. Uh, there's no question that um, I wouldn't be the successful uh, man, parent, businessman, philanthropist that I am uh, without his influence. And so uh, 42 years at Duke, uh, he earned a break. <laughs> he has, he has definitely <laughs> earned a break. Uh, I know he's enjoying his time now to to explore uh, you know things away from basketball uh, that he never had a chance to to do the last 40 years. Uh, but I have a feeling once uh, you know once Midnight Madness rolls around and, and the tip off classics start, that he's he's going to get that feeling and, and, and miss it like we all do. Yeah, there. There's something about the bounce of the ball and the squeak of the sneakers that, that lulls us back in, there's no doubt. Um, you know, you, you, of course, before you got to Duke, um, your, your story, uh, your parents, uh, the upbringing that you had, you were a class act before you showed up in Durham. But I was just wondering, after the Duke experience and being with Coach K, and of course, you know, he's with you every day, uh, as all ex-players are to coaches, um, do you think you got that sir it reinforced the servant attitude in you after what you saw coach k do well the servant attitude started with my parents and you know i was lucky to play as great as coach k was my, the best coach i ever played for was my dad uh, big ed battier and it was always about you know what, what can we do and can, you know can we out hustle the other team can we be more enthusiastic can we support each other more than the other team and so when I went to Duke, like these are all lessons that I learned when I was in kindergarten, uh, which were, were, were told in a different way, but uh, were, were the same basic themes. And so um, that's, a, that's the beauty of hoops. That's the beauty of basketball. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter you know, what your parents did or, or what your background is. It's about the game. And, you know, and can, can, you help, can you help our team win? And so I'm, I'm proud to say that that's probably my, my legacy the basketball player, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We'll get to the pro, Shane, in just a minute, but I got to get your take on what you're seeing in college athletics these days. Um, we are seeing an upheaval, uh, the likes of which we've really never seen before, uh, starting with uh, NIL, uh, transfers, you name it, and now uh, the big bomb that was dropped uh, with UCLA and USC has created more upheaval i just have to ask you first and foremost you know what are you seeing what are you thinking how do you how do you see all this playing out well i haven't checked the newswire this morning but it seems like there's been something new every single day 
<laughs> and, you know, I, I think what we're seeing is really just the convergence of technology information. Uh, it's so much more uh, available and ready. And so we're seeing these huge monumental shifts that are just so foreign to what we're used to in college athletics. And, um, look, I, I've always been a proponent for players and, and players' rights, and I do think that they uh, should, should be able to earn money off name and likeness. And um, I, I think the market is a little bit throttling now. I think everyone is saying this is crazy. I think it will settle into a, uh, to, to an area where it makes sense. Um, it's just new and, and, and frothy right now. Um, you know, my concern is I just hope the spirit of the college game stays intact. That's why we all love college basketball and college football and, and college soccer. And, uh, the, you know, they're, I, I don't want to say the word purity because I think that's the wrong word. Uh, but, but there is something about um, just being a young person and figuring out and, and capturing that passion that, that's not there in the pros, and that's okay. You know, that's okay that it's different. Um, and so, you know, I hope that the leaders sort of step forward and say, you know what, yes, we should try to advance our game as much as possible, and, and that includes um, trying to, to, to grow the, the game economically and financially, because I do think that benefits all sports in the end. Um, but at the same time, we need to keep our spirit and our, and our soul and, and not just uh, not just discard the traditions and history uh, that makes all of these sports so great. For those of us, of course, who have lived it, uh, the ACC means a lot to us. And I'm wondering your thoughts as for somebody, of course, that you know, was one of the greatest champions uh, the league has ever seen, to what is happening now that two super conferences seem to be dividing themselves from the rest of the pack and everybody else is scrambling as as this continues to unfold, is there a part of you that uh, kind of winces a bit, or do you embrace the change? How do you feel? Well, the, 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 this train has left the station a long time ago. You know, I, I mean, when I tell people that I played in, in the 19 ACC, they look at me sideways. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, what was that baskets? like? <laughs> Did you get to peach baskets too? You know, so <laughs> the, what we're seeing now it was started a long, long time ago, and obviously the. Uh, there's such a thirst for live sports, um, and there's so many more media outlets now that are willing to bid. So, you know, what we're seeing now is just, it's just a function of basic economics and buy and sell side um, economics. Um, and so, you know, again, there's nothing like Duke Carolina, and if something were to happen to that rivalry or Michigan, Ohio State, or, or any of these great rivalries, yeah, the, the sport will lose something. The sport will lose something. Again, I'm, I'm not opposed to change. I'm not opposed to trying to, to always make the, the environment better for, for players and for, for everybody involved. Um, but again, I think we need strong leadership to, to say, look, let's not, let's not forget um, the great parts of, of our game in the name of making a few extra dollars. Of course, you know, you've mentioned technology a couple of times here in our chat, and, uh, and you were into analytics, I think, particularly in the pros, um, before it became cool. <laughs> um, obviously, you're one of the greatest defensive players ever. Uh, you use that uh, uh, superb brain of yours uh, to figure some things out that uh, made you a coach's dream. Um, you've seen analytics take over, particularly the pros, where it's either dunk it, lay it up, or shoot a three. Uh, and 
it's harder than ever to defend. Your thoughts, sir, on what you're seeing in your old line of work, professional basketball. Yeah. Um, look, I, I was one of the first players to incorporate analytics into my game. And for me, uh, when I learned it from Daryl Morey and Sam Hinkie when I played for the Houston Rockets, it was like having the, the answers to the test before the test. And it was a lot of information to digest. But, you know, if you could take a test and have an exam and have the answers before, you know, in, in a legal way, uh, <laughs> you would have to. And so, you know, when if I'm going to Carmelo Anthony or Kobe Bryant, and I know that if he goes to his left hand, he's going to score four to ten times. But when he goes to his right hand, uh, he's going to score six out of uh, ten times. You know, you'd be an idiot to say, no, I'm going to take the information. I'm going to make those guys use their left hand. And so all my analytics is is really understanding that in every sort of every position on the court. And and so, look, everyone is always looking for ways to, to, to play better and be better um, in the pros, maximize your, your career, obviously, and, and make more money. So, you know, having this data now, they know that, like, look, if we take this shot, this is a bad shot. It's a hard shot. It's a hard shot. It's not a lot of people can make it. And so that, the, again, the information and the knowledge of, like, what actually wins basketball games and what actually loses basketball games um, is much more clear than it was, you know, 20 years ago when I first entered the NBA. And so people are always going to do things to give themselves the best chance of winning and the best things to, uh, to do to, to stick around this game. Um, so that's, that's what you see now with the advent of the three and the dunk and, and, and the fouls. You know, ironically, like, that's the way we played at Duke. 20 years ago, you know, Coach K was a huge proponent of shooting threes, playing fast, getting to the foul line, getting to the paint. And so when we say, like, look, you were the first candidate coach, he's like, no way. Like, he, 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 won't, he won't buy it. Like, I'm not buying it. I'm not, I'm not buying it. But, like, if you look at the way we play it, like, he was Mr. Analytics, you know, for a long time. That's funny. All right. Um, you mentioned coaching your kids. Uh, is there an itch to scratch when it comes to coaching for you? You know, I won the championship this year with, with my, my my middle school team. I think I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> Go out on top. Oh, uh, it's, fu- it's, it's funny. You know, uh, we're, we had a, a, an AAU tournament this, this spring, and I was up at Disney World, and uh, we stopped at a rest stop, and I'm driving with my family, and Ray Allen, you know, all, all-time great Ray Allen, pulls up in, uh, in his minivan. He's driving his kids up to the same tournament. And the NBA Finals were going on. And I look at Ray and I say, Ray, 10 years ago we were kings of the sport. You know, now we're just Uber drivers going to Disney to, to watch our kids and coach our kids. So um, I'm cool with that. I, I'm cool with that. You know, uh, I just want to be a dad and watch my son and, and, uh, and, and, and be the supportive dad that I had when I was a, I was a kid. Uh, that's tremendous. Well, Shane, thank you. Uh, we could chat all day, obviously, but uh... – we really do appreciate it. We salute you as one of our, our greatest winners and such a, such a great thing for the game to have people like you involved. And, uh, and we appreciate it. I'm sure our fans uh, have enjoyed this chat as well. So all the best, and we can't wait to see you back in Atlanta sometime. Maybe we can yes, get sir. you up here playing a golf tournament. Uh, I would enjoy that. I would enjoy it. That's all I have anymore, Bob. I don't play hoops anymore, but I'm a heck of a golfer. So that's all I, that's all I have to hang my hat on anymore. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Eric Oberman will be in touch. The invitation's on its way. Oh, great. Uh, thanks for having me, Bob.
Thank you, Shane. Appreciate you spending some time with us. I'm sure our fans enjoyed that. And that will do it for this week. Until next, Bob Rathbun reminding you to please rate, review, and like, and send along to your friends. This Naismith podcast helps us get the word out to college basketball fans everywhere. We are here 52 weeks a year talking about the best and brightest in men's and women's high school and college basketball. Until next week, from all of us at the Naismith Awards, so long.